Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nick Frazier Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Frazier. As it says in the title, I'm joined by my co-host of the Thursday night, Alex, Kevin, and Jason. Boys, how are we doing tonight? Fantastic. Doing good. Doing great. That's what I like to hear. That is what I like to hear. Last week, we had, I think the last couple of weeks, we've all been kind of struggling here on the books, and uh, I think it's time for us to turn it around. Alex, how did we do last week in college football? Um, Not great. I'm pretty sure Vegas showed us why they're smarter than a lot of us. You know, I went money line on a couple of these, tried to pick the dogs out, and they all got smoked, so it was kind of embarrassing. But uh, you got to hop back on the saddle and uh, get back right to ship. I love it. Kevin? I know overall I went five and five and I know I missed on the the Iowa Wisconsin over by two and a half points and that one I, I lost sleep over that one Nick I'll just I'll tell you that we know you went through a, a mental phase of possibly retiring from the whole entire idea of doing the sport picks in general it's like Kevin we can't be going through this mental relapse of let's let's just take a little break sometimes you have to take a little step back a couple hours not a couple days a couple of hours and, and he's back to normal, folks. We're back here on another Thursday. Jason, how do we do? Absolutely god-awful. Without really? a doubt, my worst week on the Nick Frazier podcast. I uh, took a lot of courage to get back on this show, to be quite frank with you. <laughs> it, it was a rough week, you know, but got to put my name on the pick, so, you know. Uh, I believe we went 3-7, and seven, you know, not the best, not the best. Yeah, that's not, not the greatest, but... As for me, I went three and two in college football, and I went five and one in the NFL. So, for people that enjoy NFL betting, I mean, hey, you're welcome. Uh, sorry for those parlay betters because there were no clean sweeps in the college football or NFL. So, sorry to tease your books like that, teasing your wallet. Start counting your pennies, baby, because that's what we're doing around here. Hey, just a little FYI to you people. Since we're going with college football first like we normally do, there's a team that's off their bye week this week. There's a red sign somewhere. It's on, baby. Uh-huh. It's on, baby. You already know where I'm headed with this. UTEP by 50, I swear to God. <laughs> that's where it's headed. Uh, no, but we'll, we'll get into the picks here. Um, Alex, how are we feeling this week for your picks, huh? I'm feeling good. You know, the... There's a lot of better, a lot better matchups, I think, in my opinion, this week. You know, there's a lot of over unders. I feel like that are very juicy this week, and uh, I think this should be one of the better weeks, at least watching college football, in my opinion. Yeah, Jason and Kevin, how are we feeling? Feel the exact same. It's been slim pickings the last two weeks, and uh, we got got some juicy, some juicy matchups in college and NFL, so feeling strong this week. Yeah, definitely, definitely feeling a lot better about this week than last, for sure. All right, well, you know what, Kevin? You sound a little depressed there. You're going to start us off, <laughs> bring the energy. Let's do this thing, Kevin. Hey, I picked Notre Dame for you last week, and they brought home some bank, all right? I'm clapping for you, Kev. Let's do this thing. Well, you know what? Take those claps, and you know what to do with them, because <laughs> I had the under... I had the under in that game, and by golly, freaking 80 points were scored in it. So defense was non-existent. I could not have been more wrong on a pick. I was disgusted with our effort. I honestly wanted us to lose, but, you know, we won because we're a resilient, tough, dedicated, all the, all those adjectives. We're that type of team. So 
<laughs> Touchdown Jesus was really working his arms last weekend. Don't don't you dare don't you dare make fun of Touchdown Jesus. <laughs> I'm not. I'm giving him an applause. He was he was doing his thing last week. You know, I'm I'm lifting it right now. Uh, but, I'm just messing with you, you, you cowbell ringer. Hey, I mean, talk about the cowbells, baby. We took it to the bluegrass country, baby. We took it to them. And now Mississippi yeah. State is the only team in the nation to beat four top 25 teams. Just FYI. <laughs> and no, it yeah. was, I, I will Fun say trick. this. Hang Fun on. Trick. Yeah, hang on. Say, Let me say this I real would quick. Like, I would like that fact checked. Let oh, it is fact checked by SEC Network. I, no, by, I did see that on yeah. SEC Network. Right, That's true. Right. Let fair me enough, uh, also enough. say this. I was very lonely last week in line to cash my ticket. I was like, "Where the hell is everybody?" I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, he's, he they all say. they all picked <laughs> Kentucky." I was like, "What? What? What's happening?" My cowbell was ringing every time I walked. I was like, "Dang, it's a, it's like corralling the cattle here." I wish that you guys could see the smile on this man's face. My <laughs> goodness. I'm sure you can hear it. It's awesome. <laughs> Man, it was great. But Kevin, let's get into your picks this week, bud. We've we've chatted enough. Let let's hear them. All righty. Uh, getting into this week, you know, kind of like Nick Nick alluded to, just just want a better week this week. I will have a better week this week. You are. Um, That's right. So you know, I I told myself after last week I was going to stay away from betting on total points. I'm just not going to do that. I just went back. <laughs> just totally reversed on that. I'm, I'm coming back better, better than ever. Um, but so, so like we mentioned earlier, you know, Notre Dame Navy over set at 46 and a half. Um, that's where I got it at. It's actually moved up to 47 and a half. And that's when I know it's going to hit when the line moves up and I took it low. So give me over 46 and a half for Navy Notre Dame. Um, my second pick, I switched it last minute talking before the show. I was going to go LSU plus 28 and a half. Switched it. Give me the island boys. <laughs> give me give me Hawaii plus seven and a half for my second one. And then my next three, just simple money lines. Uh, I know TCU just fired their head coach. So give me Baylor over TCU. Yep. Give me Penn State over Maryland. And give me Oregon over Washington. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like those picks, Kevin. Now what what's the what's the best pick you like out of your five? Uh over forty six and a half for Navy Notre Dame. Easy. Really? Notre Dame's defense always struggles with this triple option. And after last week against North Carolina, it's it's non existent. And I think the Notre Dame offense can put up some points. So give me over forty six and a half. Okay. I have to elaborate on that, Kevin. You know, we've talked on this podcast multiple times about it. Notre Dame and <clears throat> excuse me, not not trying to put a little damper on your mood here, but we we've made it very clear that Notre Dame like to play up to their competition and play down to their competition. Do you That's think true. with this Navy triple option offense that they may play down to their competition and this over might not hit? You know, obviously they call it gambling for a reason. I don't know. I, I can see it missing, and especially with my luck, I can see it missing, but Last time, time before last, I went up to Notre Dame, and it was Navy at Notre Dame, just like this matchup. 
Right. And Notre Dame hung, hung 50 on them. So. All right. I like that. I like that a lot. A whole I, different team two years ago with the end book, though. That's true. That's very true. Very true. We'll see. The Clemson Slayers. <laughs> hey Kevin, I I ride everyone's picks on this show as all the followers do for the podcast. Look at me, Kevin. I'm seeing you right now in the video. I'm following you on these picks, my guy. I'm not Let's letting go. you go down alone. Let's go. Thank you, Dave. You're Thank welcome. You. That gives Buckle you more. Up. Yes, sir. Get your Buckle saddles, up. baby. <laughs> Saddle up. Let's ride. That, oh man. That's how we roll around here. Now, Jason, are you ready? I'm ready to shine, coach. Ready to shine. Put me in the game. Give us your five, son. Alright. Well, it was a popular pick last week, and uh I stayed away from it because a couple guys were on it, but haven't heard it so far. Give me wake as the dogs against UNC. I understand it's a in-state rivalry game, and they are on the road. But, man, they can just flat-out score the football. And I know UNC can as well, but I just feel that Wake Forest is having a good year. It's, you know, it's their time to take over the state of North Carolina, and I think they get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just their money line, uh, straight up, they're the dogs. So give me Wake. Second game. I would say no disrespect intended, but since we have a friend who is a Nebraska supporter, absolute disrespect intended. <laughs> Give me Ohio State, but I'm going to take them on an alternate. The line's at 15. Just going to dish the funny business. Give me them minus 13 and a half. That's only minus 140 on my book. Third pick, give me – I will take credit. I took Michigan State first on this show. Then it was a popular pick the next week. Give me the Spartans again to keep the wave going against Purdue. Purdue, they screwed me when they upset Iowa, and then I turned around and took them two weeks in a row, and they screwed me and lost two weeks in a row. So, screw Purdue. Give me Michigan State. (laughs) Give me Michigan State. I'm just touching their money line. It's a fair price, minus 150. And then my fourth pick, I'm going to take the Oregon Ducks versus Washington, not because I'm super big on Oregon, but because I just don't think Washington is that good. Uh, and the line, I believe, is set at seven, but I'm just going to avoid the push, take them on an alternate minus six and a half, minus 130. I feel like they could cover a touchdown, no problem. And then my last pick, I will take the Clemson Tigers versus the Louisville Cardinals just on the money line as well. Um, I know Clemson has been disappointing this year, and I don't think they're that good, but I also don't think Louisville is that good. So I think they're starting to put it together late in the year, Davo. They got a good win last week, so give me Clemson. If you parlayed all those together, it would be plus 1,500. Man, Jason Haley with the looks out here. And what I was saying about Florida State, they're playing NC State, who's like number 22 or 23, I believe. And they're only plus one one fifteen dogs at home, so I think Florida State's starting to clean it up a little bit towards the back end. Yeah, towards but the back end. You're probably right on that one. Regardless, just give me the money line, baby. All all the hoopla side. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You know what's even better about that is that Mississippi State beat NC State. You know, just no big deal. <laughs> they were ranked at the time. That's another top, you know, fifteen, top twenty rank. 
Anyways, let's carry on here. I do have to ask, fellas, there's a lot of stuff that went on in the sports world. We're going to not take a break, but we're definitely going to switch gears before we get to Alex and I's pick on uh, the college football here. Let's talk about the college football playoff, okay? It is still in college football, yada, yada, yada. But I want to talk about this top four. I, I have a theory that this college football playoff, I don't want to say is rigging it a certain way, but I have a feeling if Alabama lose to Georgia, they're still in the top four. I would have to disagree with you on that. I, I would also have to disagree. It depends. It depends what Oregon does. It depends what Oklahoma does. And it definitely depends what Ohio State does. I honestly feel like it's in Ohio State's hands. Yeah, I if believe they went that out, too. Winning, I mean, it's in Ohio State and Michigan State's hands. I just don't think if you want to – I mean, there's a lot of years where it came close, you know, with a couple of teams. Every now and again, they will put a team with uh, a worse record over a team with a better record because they are a better team. But really, as of late, since it went to the, the four-team college football playoff, it really comes down to – Winning your division or only having one loss, and if Alabama cannot beat Georgia in the SEC championship and they have two losses, I just don't see any way. I mean, uh, one one loss Pac-12 champion or, I mean, one loss Big 12 champion, I just I don't see how Alabama would get that nod, even though, in my opinion, I think they probably are one of the four best teams in the country. I just don't see it. Well, working out that way. Let's hear Kevin's opinion on it, and then after Kevin, I'll give my spiel of why I think Bama will stay in the top four if they drop a second game. I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference here, and I'm gonna agree with Nick. I think, and yes, I, I get what Jarquin was saying. There's a lot of variables, but um, I I think a two loss Bama team still gets in, especially let's say. I know this is this is getting really hypothetical here, but if they lose a close one to Georgia, I don't see how you could keep keep Bama out of it. I just I just don't. Kevin, you are a great segue into what I was about to say. So here we go. This is this is my thought about the college football playoff. You look at and I'm gonna start with Mississippi State as an example, way in the back at the top twenty five, okay? Last week before the first week of college football playoff, before they did their committee voting, UTSA, who's undefeated at 8-0, beat a power, not a powerhouse, but a power five Illinois Big Ten team, okay? That's probably one of their key wins of the season. They're still 8-0, okay? They were ranked 24th last week. This week, they're unranked because they had a bye week. No, I don't think you should drop because you have a bye week. I'm sorry. That's just me. Second, Mississippi State, obviously, four key wins, yada, 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 helps them get to 17th in the nation this week. Do I think that they'll go farther than that? Hopefully. I, I'm not as optimistic. I, I kind of get scared when they get up high in the ranks. But now let's get into this top four, top six situation, first two out type deal. So we have at one, Georgia. We have at two, Alabama, correct? And then at three and four, you have Oregon and Michigan State. Vice versa. I'm pretty sure Michigan yeah, State's there. Yeah. Michigan State, Oregon. Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, let's put it this way. The committee, even though Michigan State is still undefeated, are banking. I'm sorry to say this to Michigan State fans, but the committee is banking on them to lose to Ohio State in two weeks. And when they do that, they can no longer say that they're in the top four arg argument to get into the playoff, by all means. That's just to make sure they get out of there, okay? Now, for Oregon's sake, 
They may squeak in at four and Bama drops a three, maybe. But for, for the sake of this conversation, I'm thinking the committee is trying to hopefully think that they get upset by somebody later on down the road in the Pac-12. Because if that happens, sayonara, bye-bye. They're out of the conversation, which leads me to think Ohio State, if they went out, win their conference championship, they'll be leapfrogging to either two or three. And then you have Cincinnati, if they went out, They'll leapfrog into the third spot. So then your top four would be, oh, I for, almost forgot about the Georgia-Bama situation. So like Kevin was saying earlier about if they play them close, I will go on record saying this. If Georgia beats Alabama by one possession, like seven points, six points, three points, whatever the case may be, Alabama will be in the college football playoff because, one, they bring in a lot more money than everybody else. There's one case. Second case is that when you have two SEC powerhouses, you're always going to see Bama in the top four. And I hate to be that, that kind of guy, the obvious type deal, but just think about it. With Alabama and the college football playoff, they'll have two losses. They have yet to have a two-loss team. It's always been a discussion on college game day in the mornings of which team is going to be the first two-loss team in the top four. Well, you know what? This is a perfect case for Alabama to get there. I think so. I really do. Even though a lot of people say if you're two losses, you don't deserve to be in the top four, which is extremely understandable. But also, I think this Bama team, if they put up the points and start covering spreads, they'll make a case for it. So if Oregon wins out and they win the Pac-12 and Cincinnati wins out, and they win their conference championship. The AAC. I think you're forgetting about somebody. Power Five conference, big time classic team. What if the Oklahoma Sooners went out and they win the Big 12? You're telling me that a two-loss Alabama team is going to go over a one-loss Pac-12 champion, an undefeated Big 12 champion, and an undefeated another undefeated team. So I just don't – Probably a win-loss Ohio State team. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, that's true, too. As much but, as I want to agree with you there, Jason, because I, I totally agree with you 100%, it just comes back to the point that Bama brings in more TV revenue than any other college football team. I'm sorry, but who is partnered with ESPN for their conference games? SEC. Who is partnered with the NCAA for the college football playoff national championship game? ESPN. I'm sorry. That's just how it works. Well, I mean, I, I understand your point, and I can see how that ties in, but also they can only, you know, if a couple teams have one losses or two losses, then, yeah, maybe they could pull those strings. But with Cincinnati, yeah, normally in years past, you could be like their strength of schedule. Alabama, even a two-loss Alabama team is better than Cincinnati, but they started them out too high this year. They started them out in the top 10. Yeah. If a team gets started out preseason top 10 and they go undefeated, you cannot deny them a trip to the college football playoffs. And if you do, then that will, in a sense, break down the whole method of how it's done because then it'll just be like, well, you just have to be one of the power teams like Alabama to get the nod. Oh, I, I agree, 100% agree. And, and that's the problem. I feel like this system has its flaws, like with everything else, because it's committee-based. But also, I don't know. I, I want to hear Kevin's opinion. He's been real quiet about this, and I also want to hear about Alex. So, Kevin, please go. Yeah, that's a – Jason brought up a good point with the undefeated Oklahoma team. And also, you know, 
you got to think, I'm pretty sure, you know, Big 12, Big 10, are, are they not partnered with ESPN as well? So Big 12, I mean, uh, if an undefeated Oklahoma team, and I mentioned it probably two, three weeks ago on the show, the media loves, loves, has a crush on Lincoln Riley. Oh, and, yeah. And Spencer and Spencer Rattler and uh, was what's his name Williams the new backup who's Caleb, up. Caleb Williams. Caleb. Yeah, I mean if if an undefeated Oklahoma team, there's no way they don't get in. But I have to ask before we get to Alex, does the Big Twelve have a conference championship game or do they split it? Because mm, I, I don't think they they might have just brought it back, but I'm not sure. Because it, it they do okay yeah it, if, yeah it, yeah, since I'm they, they just it. brought it back a couple years ago okay yes just for the like the college football playoffs they realized it was getting yeah. yeah if you don't have a conference winner, then that hurts you. Yeah, so, like, what Jason said is exactly what probably a lot of people were thinking. Obviously, if Oklahoma goes undefeated, they're going to get in. If if there's if you're an undefeated conference champion in the Power Five, you're, you're making it in. It doesn't matter what your rank is. Like, if, if Wake Forest goes undefeated and wins the ACC, and there's an Oklahoma one-loss team, they're, they're going to make it in, I, I would think. I would still think if Wake Forest goes all the way undefeated, they got to be in there if there's a one-loss conference champion team in there. But what is it, what's probably going to happen is Oklahoma's probably going to lose one. Obviously, Michigan State, if they go undefeated, they'll be in, and Ohio State will be out of the question, and they'll be locked in. And then the, the biggest question is where does where does Cincinnati remain if they continue to be undefeated? Because they gave them number six and basically said, if you're not in the Power Five, then you don't even get looked at to be considered in the top four. I mean, they made Alabama go to number two, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I know they have one loss, but it was to an unranked Texas A&M team who honestly, who's honestly turned it up since that win and have, has looked very good after ever since. But still, man, that one loss and putting Bama at number two was a clear message on who they want to be in the top four. And we're saying what ifs and buts. It's just uh, it's. I don't see Oklahoma being undefeated and making and making it all the way. But if they do, obviously they're going to be in. If whoever wins the Big Ten is going to be in if they only have one loss. And then uh, Georgia, if they win the if they beat Alabama in the SEC, I can see Bama easily falling out of the top four. That's what I think, and that's what and and in my in my opinion, I think Cincinnati's getting screwed out of all of them. And then there's still Oregon that they went out and they only have one loss. They're they're probably punching their ticket at number four. So there's there's just a lot more games played out for the end rankings because Michigan and Ohio State still play each other. Wake Forest has the rest of the ACC to play through, and Oklahoma, man, they as good as they are and like as talented as they are, everyone's thinking it like what what week are they going to lose? So I mean, there's just a lot of football to be played. I just feel bad for Cincy as I think they honestly have no shot in getting in. We got a long way to go. I agree. It's a lot more games to be played, and any loss, I think if if Oklahoma or Michigan State lose a game, they're out, and that's what they're saying, and that's what the college football playoffs are saying. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, all great points, all great points. For the most part, I think we can all come to an agreement that the college football playoff is just really hoping for what they really hope is going to happen, and that's just like Alex is saying, Cincinnati's going to get screwed. Oklahoma possibly will get a loss here or there, just stuff like that. But I, I do think, like, from a sole perspective of just 
TV ratings and whatnot, Alabama will get in if they play Georgia close. If they don't, like, don't, I'm not trying to be a, a Bama rider at this point. I really am not. It's just the fact that everybody gets so complacent with seeing Alabama in the mm-hmm. playoffs every single year. Yep. And I feel like that's the issue. The issue of not seeing Nick Saban in a New Year's Six college football playoff bowl is what bothers – it kind of corrupts the TV system in sports, which – which I understand, but also football's football. You got to have the best teams get in the top four. I'm sorry. So we'll we'll get back to this on another episode. We'll we'll keep you guys updated on that type of stuff. What we're thinking. Uh, but Alex, it's now time for us to give our college football picks, and I'm gonna let you go first because you got some you got some good picks this week, don't you? I do indeed, and uh, I'm not a big over-under guy, but this is the game that I always double-circle every college football season, and you got to hammer this under. <laughs> Army v. Navy, under 37.5. The under hits 85% of the time in a, in a – like an, in an Army v. Navy, I can't even think, in the armed forces, whenever like an Air Force and Navy play – Unders hit in that game 85% of the time. That triple option, both teams run the ball first, second, third, and fourth down. The clock keeps ticking. This time of possession is crazy, and points are hard to come by because they both run the triple option. They both know how to cover it and guard it correctly on defense. Now, you might be thinking, oh, man, 37 is so, so low. But, man, if you look at the past seven times, the past seven games, Every single one is hit, and every single line has been set up 35, 36, 37, in the 30s, and every single one is hit. These are one of the cows that if, if you're if you're a capper, you're all over the under in this game. That's that's definitely my pick of the week, and it's been my pick of the week every time it's been moved to Tennessee, and I've learned about this trend. It's a great trend. I love it. Give me the triple option. Give me the under 37 and a half. I love it. Let's hear the rest of them. For the second pick, it is another over-under. Nick, you're going to like this one, baby. As I'm doing the 100 Mile of Hate rivalry, WKU versus NTSU over 68 (laughs) points. Over 68? Over 68. As as we all know, WKU has one of the highest scoring offenses in the country right now, led by one of the leading passers, and Zap and one of the leading receivers. Um, to go along with those great offensive statistics are also pretty pretty shoddy defensive statistics as they give up a few a fair amount of points to opposing defenses, opposing offenses, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everyone on the pod is uh knows this, but I myself am a WKU alum and your gracious podcast host is a NTSU Blue Raiders. So there's a little rivalry week this week between the two of us. There is. This is, uh, this is the biggest rivalry for the in the Conference USA. And this is <laughs> this is for WKU to win its first Conference USA title. And about man, it's sad because the year before, the two years before I went to WKU, top of the Conference USA, uh, all four years I were there, I don't think we got over three wins in the season. But it's good to see the tops back on top, baby. This offensive electric, shout out Jeremy Darvin on the defense trying to hold it down. May I add something on that, Alex? May I I add something to all that? Yes. Yes. So let me clear my throat for this one. There's a lot going to be digested when I say this. So the total when Miss, not Miss, but when Western Kentucky and MTSU play, 
The record is 34-34-1. So it's 50-50 right now and one tie. I think it was like back in the 40s. Now you mentioned Western Kentucky's offense. Bailey Zappi, this is a... I love this Western Kentucky offense, by the way. This kid, his total career passing yards in a season is set at 3,800-plus. He's on pace to go for 4,000. I know I've mentioned that already, but this kid throws like 400 yards a game. I don't understand why he's not being looked at by NFL scouts because he transferred from Houston Baptist to a Conference USA. Granted, Conference USA is not the same as like a Power 5, but it's better than Houston Baptist, I believe. And his main wide receiver, Jared Stearns, who came from Houston Baptist as well, is leading the nation in receiving yards. That's impressive. That's very impressive. And you also mentioned with uh, being the highest scoring offense, one of the highest scoring offenses in the nation, they are the highest scoring offense in Conference USA right now. And on top of all that, MTSU, I believe, leads the nation in turnover margins on defense. So there's a there's a little bit of a a little catch twenty two there. I mean, mm-hmm. they got a little something something going on. And then you mentioned Jeremy Darvin. You and I, Kevin, all three of us, excluding Jason, we were fortunate enough to play with a very well rounded, humble athlete of Jeremy Darvin. Uh, played defensive tackle, played a little bit of offense for us back in high school. Um, but on this season, this kid, as of last week before they played, had eighteen total tackles. Two recovered fumbles and uh, nine solo tackles and nine assisted. So, I mean, he's having a great super senior season and uh, only wish the best for him. Sir. I will say that I actually played not football, but travel basketball with Jeremy. So, you know, you can take that statement back. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I got to recognize his athleticism a little bit. Played with him and against him, as a matter of fact. So Very versatile don't dis- athlete. Don't, don't disrespect me like that. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, my bad. I was just referring <laughs> I'm, I'm to just football. I'm just joking, man. I'm just playing. Alex, uh, let's get to your uh, last three. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, man. You know I'm the big spread taker, long shot taker. Uh-oh. Georgia minus 38 and a half versus Mizzou is just absolutely going to be a gravy train. Missouri <laughs> led up 40 points to UT and Boston College. They, they're they just a struggling – ever since they joined the SEC, ever since they joined the SEC and they won those cute little SEC East titles, they have just been absolutely a struggle bus to watch. Um, Georgia is looking the, like the most dominant team in college football, college football playoffs history. Let's say that, in go. my opinion, at least the defensive side of the ball. It's actually at 39 and a half, excuse me for my error, but give me the dogs minus 39 and a half versus Mizzou. I am also going to be riding with the undefeated Spartans this weekend, minus three against Purdue. Yes, sir. I think that run game is very lethal. Kenneth Walker is a Heisman candidate and, um, I don't think Purdue is going to get it done this week. I'm not feeling a Purdue upset. Um, Mel Tucker, hopeful head coach of LSU. Um, give me the Spartans minus three against Purdue. I'm pretty sure it's at home as well for the Spartans. It is. No, it's not. They're on the road. That does but... not deter me a singular bit. Going on with my fifth and final pick. Kevin said a little earlier, he dabbled on it a little bit. I had a... <laughs> I've had to teach these boys a lot of things about that island. <laughs> that island is just scary for a lot of teams to play at. That time difference is absolutely very, 
very horrendous for other teams to play against. And this is no different for the San Diego State team, who's ranked 24 in the college football playoffs right now. They're 7-1. and one. This is a team everyone thinks, oh, man, easy cover against a very trash Hawaii team. I don't think so. Hawaii plus 7.5, injected into my veins. Good luck playing on the <laughs> island, San Diego. Oh, my God. What, well, Alex, I have to ask, do you know a percentage on that of them covering? Um, not off the top of my head. But you do know that they've covered every game on the island, correct? Yes, this year they have covered every game on the island. They are 3-1 and one at home and 4-0 against the spread this season on the island. Well, I will say this. I'm not a mathematician, but that sounds like 100% to me. <laughs> Indeed it does. This season they are 100%. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, let's go over great picks, by the way. Let's uh, head on over to my picks real quick. So I was doing some digging here, folks. You know, we, we talked with Tim, and he said that Tennessee, he liked Tennessee this week. I mean, I, I don't know what we're, we're talking about here. I mean, Tennessee, don't get me wrong. Good, good football team. Good football team. Good football team. Can't, can't play against Kentucky. Can't, can't do it. I don't think so. I don't think that they can – Kentucky, man. I, I mean, the lines are very even. They really are even. I, I don't, I don't really know where to go with this. I, I am going to take the over though at fifty-seven and a half. I am going to take UT and Kentucky over fifty-seven and a half. That is my first pick of the week. My second one is Ohio State on the spread. I like it just where it is. I don't need an alt spread. Um, great pick there. I. I feel like I'm just going against Tim right now. I feel bad. I really do. He such, deserves it. No, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> he's such a soap yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. He's a corn husker, and I don't let anyone else tell me differently. <laughs> oh, you can't go to college God. just to call yourself a football fan. J.K., Tim, all the man, all the I'm a hate week, too, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hey, the next pick I got, it's going to be interesting. I liked Texas plus five and a half versus Iowa State. Am I crazy for taking that? No, I, I like that pick. Oh, yeah, I honestly yeah, thought about touching one. money line. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, me too. I like the oh, I mean, no, I like the Texas money line too, Kevin. You, I mean, it might tempt me. I might do a little live bet. You know, hey, I'll be right now. I've been cashing some live bets. I don't know why, but I like the live bet. Live bet central over here. Um, but carrying Chasing on, the dragon. oh yeah, oh yeah, baby. Uh, the next game I'm looking at is Liberty versus Ole Miss. The over-under is at 66.5. This Liberty team can put up some points. You know, their quarterback has been getting a lot of national recognition. I'm not buying into it. I don't think he's as good as what people are saying. And don't get me wrong, he's a great athlete, uses his feet, throws the ball, yada. But, I don't know, Matt Corral's different. The The line is right now at 8.5. I want to take Ole Miss, but I just... I can't do it. I feel like Liberty's going to keep it close. So we're going to go first half. Uh, here we go. First half, minus five and a half. Ole Miss. Ole Miss first half, minus five and a half. All right. That's where I like that line to go. And then for my last pick of the week, the hot sign's on, baby. The hot sign is on. Hot sign, baby. The Roadrunners are back. I mean, how do you not take them? I believe the spread is 11 and a half for the Roadrunners. It, I might have taken that at an alternate spread and a teaser. I sure did. I had it at eight and a half and a teaser. The line has now jumped up to twelve and a half. So the original was eleven and a half. 
Pounce on it while you can. If you can get a double of UTSA on the spread and the over, it's going to be like plus 220, I believe. That's kind of what all the over-unders all together are, are like that. So um, give me UTSA by 50. The sincere McCormick in the backfield, oh, my God, he's a phenomenal running back. Don't forget about uh, Zachary Franklin, wide receiver over there. He has been struggling with the injury bug, but he's back now. He's back. He's putting up points. I believe last week he had five receptions, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. That is unbelievable. Um, I know if I was playing football, I wouldn't be doing that because I was too heavy to be a wide receiver. So, yeah, those are my five picks. I'm a little nervous about the UT Kentucky over at 57 and a half, but, you know, it's okay. And whatever Mississippi State is, just take a money line. I don't care if it's minus 10 million. It's, <laughs> you're ringing a cowbell and you're winning the damn football game. So that's where I'm headed with that. And now that we're done with college football, there's one thing we forgot, gentlemen. There's one thing. Kevin, look at me. Look at me in the camera, buddy. <laughs> We forgot about the Kevin's crazy pick of the week. I, I know you got one. I know you got one. Give it to us, Kevin. I, I do. I, the line actually moved up just one point, so I'm going to go ahead and get that little extra point. LSU plus 29 and a half hey, would probably be my, my crazy pick of the week, honestly. LSU plus 29 and a half, folks. So you're Let telling me. Go ahead, Alex. You're telling me. Go ahead. To let the viewers know, uh, three of LSU's starting cornerbacks will not be playing this week against <laughs> Alabama. And I'm pretty sure our starting star wide receiver is still out. But continue, Nick. Kevin, now hearing that news, are you still oh, on? He knew the, the news. Oh, he knew the news? Uh, yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it before the show. But <laughs> you know what? Here, here's what I say. First thing, if if you got a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red <laughs> Second off, 29 and a half. Do I think Alabama wins this game? Yes. Do I think they win it by 30 points? No. Even four touchdowns they cover. Thanks. Thanks 29 and a half. I remember you saying something similar a couple weeks ago about Tennessee plus 24 and a half. Don't compare this LSU team to UT, first off. That spread was yeah, how 24 and a half. And if I do, if I'm not mistaken, if it was UT plus 29 and a half, that would have covered. And plus UT was up like at multiple points in that game. It was a fourth quarter. The wheels came off the bus. They were covering for three and a half quarters. I go on and on, but I digress. <laughs> I'm just busting your chops. I died. I looked like a genius for about three and a half quarters, but now I look like an idiot. That's all right. Well, now that we have Kevin's crazy pick of the week, I want to incorporate something real quick. I have a little teaser I want to put out there for the public, okay? I'm taking this on my own book right now. I have it at $3.50 to win $423. And don't forget, 52 cents. I get you some bubble gum at Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> it is a 10-leg NCAA football teaser. It's plus three, so the odds are plus 12,000. You could put $10 on this if you want. Uh, but I have Ohio State on the spread at minus 11.5. Ole Miss, full game, minus 5.5. Auburn, plus 7.5 at Texas A&M. Western Kentucky, minus 13.5 
versus Middle Tennessee. Mississippi State plus seven and a half on the spread at Arkansas. Tennessee plus three and a half at Kentucky. Houston minus nine and a half at South Florida. Texas plus nine and a half at Iowa State. Louisville plus six and a half at home versus Clemson. And lastly, this is a premium. UTSA minus eight and a half at UTEP. I think the Louisville one, Louisville plus six and a half, right? Yes. Let's say Clemson wins by a touchdown. They just had one bad beat last week. Man, that, that's the one I'm nervous about, uh, to be honest with you. Well, you know what? On the Nick Frazier podcast, Alex knows about this. The Frazier fade, baby. The Frazier fade. <laughs> you fade Frazier, baby. You're you're going to cash in, maybe. I don't know. You can fade one of my picks if you want, and you could win a good chunk of change, and I'll just be a broke man for the weekend. I'll be honest. It's been looking like a Jarkman fade the past couple of weeks. I've been picking. It has, hasn't it? Yikes. Oh, my God. I'm going to touch another underdog money line in my life. <laughs> Vegas just absolutely showed they're smarter than everyone this weekend. <laughs> Iowa money line, they got deep. They got they got slapped yeah. by Wisconsin, dude. Lost a good chunk of change on Iowa. Lost yep. a good chunk Iowa, of change. On Ole Iowa Ole Miss Moneyline Parlay. I look like the biggest clown in me. Vegas said, Gimme, gimme, gimme. If one wasn't good enough, yeah, both of them lost straight up. Jeez. Yeah, I can I can honestly top that jargon. I had <laughs> Iowa, listen to this, Iowa, Ole Miss, Kentucky, money lines. I almost just, threw in Kentucky money line, but I was like, no, we just stick with the two. L's just, All three, just ate L's. three L's right there. <laughs> well, hey, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna kick it to a break and we'll be back after this short message. And folks, we're back. We had to take a little break. We were in some sort of laughing groove. I don't know what it was. We, we were talking about Kevin's crazy pick, I think. Ah, it's going to be a tough one. Everybody's out. But, hey, we've moved on. We are headed off to the wonderful sport that we're continuing to talk about is football. And that would be in the professional aspect of it all. The NFL. Yes, indeed. The sport that rules Sundays. So, folks, we're going to be talking about the Titans real quick before we get into our picks. You know, we have just signed free agent running back Adrian Peterson. I don't know how the contract settles, but he's on the roster. Practice squad right now. Pretty sure they're going to put him up to the active 53. What are, what are our thoughts on this? Let's go, uh, let's go Kevin, and then we'll go Alex and then Jason. Uh, honestly, I think they rushed into signing AP, and you're so generous by calling him a free agent running back. That man was retired. <laughs> he, was, he was sitting on his couch last week. <laughs> free agent running back. I'm not even trying to clown the Titans like that, but come on. The man's ancient. He's got two fake MCLs, two fake ACLs. Jesus. I think we rushed into that one. Um, and I'll go ahead and give the fans a, a sneak peek. I got I got Rams this week. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, let's carry on to Alex. Give us a little more optimism. <laughs> I am sadly not on that optimistic side. I do believe we rushed into that signing. However, he was pr- like out of all the other free agent running backs or 
running backs who play <laughs> <Are> available. <laughs> running backs who can play running backs that can suit up in a, in a week's notice like AP can. Um, I I do I do like it. He runs with the same style as Henry did in his old days. I know he is ancient, but even last year for the Lions, he was putting in some decent work for them. You know, they didn't have the a great offensive scheme, and they had a very horrible defense. <laughs> Why he, he was putting in work? He was scheme, scheme. <laughs> I just see my biggest fear this weekend is that the Titans come out and we're still running it 25, 28, 30 times a game. And if that is the case, I do not see this offense moving the ball effectively. And I do not see this offense putting up many points. I don't see the Titans winning many games running the ball heavy. They need to change the offensive uh, format completely. This is going to come down big time on coaching with the offensive coordinator and Brable being the head coach, seeing if seeing if we can adjust with life without Derek because he will probably be done for the rest of the season. No need to rush him back. He's the franchise. This is going to fall huge on Tannehill's shoulders, and Julio Jones is going to have to start playing football. He actually will have to start playing football. He can't just be sitting on the sideline collecting a check. That just yep. doesn't work anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I saw something on Twitter the other day. I think it was yesterday or today, if I'm not mistaken. It was a picture of Adrian Peterson and Julio Jones both running sprints at practice. And somebody said, yeah, if this was 2012, this would be great. But it's 2021, which is so true. Very true. Uh you know, and I think kind of like Jarquin said, don't rush Derek back. But I've seen multiple timelines. I've seen out for the season. I've seen six weeks. I've seen eight weeks. If he's if he's out six weeks, it's a seventeen game season now. Realistically, we only need to win four more games to get into the playoffs. Maybe five. He he could be back for that first round of the playoffs if we're a wild card team. I feel that 100%, and I was just going to say even if we could try and get him back for week 18, the last game of the season, I don't want to rush it, but I think it would be difficult to be sitting out for nine weeks. He'll be all right. I think if he can do his physical therapy and, you know, get his rest and everything goes well with the surgery, take your time, don't rush it back. When the minimal games needed, the division should be locked up try and get them back one week before the playoffs start. Well, let, let me add this to you guys real quick because you guys do make a good point. Alex made a good point on possibly changing the whole scheme of the offense. Um, <laughs> but, I, I, you know, Vrabel mentioned in a lot of pressers saying that he wasn't going to stray away from run-heavy offense, wasn't going to stray away from this offensive identity whatsoever. Alex also made a good point about AP – Got some good carries with the Lions last season. Like, he actually played very well. He had 156 rushing attempts, 604 yards. Average, here's the rough part. Average 3.9 yards a carry. It's not horrible. It's not mm. bad. I mean, for, for this Put version. Put respect on all day's name, Kev. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's one There's one flaw in, in everybody's system here, and, and this is going to upset some people. You can change the offensive scheme. You can't you can't rely on Tannehill to drop back and throw the ball 30, 35 times a game. That's not him. Let me say this to you, Kevin. We're about to be or we're gonna lose. The Titans offensive line 
Is That's we, what, exactly what I was about to say. Yes. We, we have talked about this multiple times already, and Nathan and I had this discussion. Unfortunately, we couldn't publish our uh, podcast we had after the game this Sunday. If you want, still want to hear that, uh, let me know on the Nick Frazier Podcast Instagram page. I'll put out a poll. If you want to hear it, I'll post it to the IG. It'll be exclusive content for those that follow. Uh, but back to the narrative of, all, of uh, the offensive line here. We know that they're a run-heavy style offensive line. Derek's a run-heavy guy. Now we have AP who fits the scheme of being run heavy. And then I saw something the other day about his knees being just gone. I get it. But if you're trying to rely on Tannehill to throw the ball, I think he can do it. It's the fact the Titans messed up at the trade deadline. If they wanted mm-hmm. to change their scheme, they had to go out and honestly bring get ba- someone. Yeah, get some offensive linemen. Like if you look at the Chiefs, they need offensive linemen. And they ended up getting Melvin Ingram. A defense, well, they did need help on defense, but that's besides the point. The Titans, I think, messed up at the trade deadline. They're so tight on the books that they decided not to not to do any big spending. I believe right now in total their cap space before AP, they had $6.7, $6.8 million opening cap room. That's not even enough to sign one player. And luckily for AP, with him being a free agent slash retired sitting on his couch. He said, yeah, I'll go play like seven, eight games for a million. I'll, that's fine with me. That's, that's literally what the Titans did. Hey, AP, I know you're watching your son play football in high school, but you think you could strap him on one more time for us? <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm just sitting out here in Oklahoma. Might as well just come out to Nashville. I mean, it's no adjustment. I still have my cowboy boots, got my cowboy hat. Like, it's all a, a simple adjustment for him, but... You know, I'm joke. All jokes aside, the, like Kevin's saying, yeah, you can't really rely on Tannehill to do that with the offensive line they have. I, I, I personally I think, I personally think Tannehill can do it. It's the fact that he doesn't have the enough time behind this line. This line's not consistent enough. That's exactly what I was gonna say, Nick. That's what. Yes, Ryan Tannehill has definitely benefited from Derrick Henry being on his team, and that's just the scheme. Is we don't run the football because Ryan Tannehill can't throw. We run the football because Derrick Henry is a freaking beast, and he needs 25, 30 touches to inflict his will on teams. And Ryan Tannehill mainly is a play-action quarterback, has been a play-action quarterback for the Titans since he's been on the team because we're a run-first team and because we're effective doing it. And he's proven in the past he, th- he throws a good football. He can throw an accurate football. And he, in years past, he hadn't thrown too many interceptions. He takes care of the football well. Mm-hmm. This season, the offensive line has been abysmal. He has no time to throw. I mean, we saw it last Sunday with the Colts. He was getting the shit beat out of him. I mean, he got hit low, almost had a lower leg injury. Late in overtime, or right before overtime, he got his head smacked into the uh, turf. He just, you can't expect a quarterback to throw a football 40 yards downfield and drop it on a dime without it getting picked when he's got a guy in his face as soon as he turns around from the play action or has less than three seconds to get rid of it when it's a design pass. So I think that he is capable, in my opinion, but the offensive line does not give him the time that he needs. Yeah, and it makes me question what the front office really was thinking about this season because with the Titans situation, like, don't get me wrong, yes, Derek, run the ball. Like, that's going to be their bread and butter. But when you sign a guy like Julio Jones, you have a guy like A.J. Brown, 
you have a few slot wide receivers like Chester Rogers and that Nick Akita Westbrook guy. Like you have weapon and Josh Reynolds. Don't let me forget about Reynolds. And you got Ferkser and Swain, who's been really good of recent. Like you have a lot of exterior weapons on this offense, and yet you can't seem to utilize them because you don't invest in your offensive line. Like if you looked at the Chiefs when they went on their Super Bowl run, they invested in an offensive line to take care of Patrick Mahomes. So if the Titans wanted to have some sort of Super Bowl hopes, which they still do, they still do. They own their own destiny is the best way to put it. They own their own destiny at this point. And for the Titans to do that, and I'm looking right now at AP stats with the Lions and and Washington the last three seasons. He's been more of a Jeremy McNichols type running back. He's been a pass catcher. I mean, listen to this. When he was with Washington in 2018, he had 20 receptions, 208 yards, 10.4 average yards a carry with one touchdown, okay? Now, in 2019 with Washington, had 17 receptions, 142 yards, 8.4 yards receiving, no touchdowns. A little decline, less, you know, less attention with the receptions. Now, with the Lions, less receptions, 12 receptions, 101 yards, still average 8.4 yards in the air. So, to me, that's just telling me all those offenses, though, don't really have a quarterback, so they're just check down city majority of the time. But the Titans, here's the issue, are relying on a not a not a depleted Adrian Peterson, but just a more, you know, back of his prime Adrian Peterson, obviously, to run the ball. To run the ball. I'm what? hoping he doesn't get more than 15, 16 carries in this game. And I have an issue. I feel like that's what's going to happen. He's, he's going we'll to get about 15 carries. If he gets 25, I, I'm turning the TV off. Yeah. And here's Unless we're winning. <laughs> I'm, kinds, baby. Hey, what? And, so, and that's what it's not like. That's what I was about to say. I don't think that the Titans are expecting to get 15 to 20 touches out of AP. I, I hope mean, not. We, we still got McNichols. I mean, he's been good. Uh, he's more of a uh, pass catcher for sure, mm-hmm. but he can carry the rock some. Yep. We also signed uh, Foreman. Yep. We had him last year to yep. relieve Henry. Same body type, big, young, north-south runner. So if you want to go for power, you can go AP. If he's not getting it done, you can go Foreman. If you want to go small, speed, pass catching, you can go McNichols. And we also signed Hilliard. So we have options. It's not going to be all on Adrian Peterson. I, I think the Titans are smarter than that to know that they can't give the football to a was he thirty five, thirty six year old man. 36. You can't give him. You can't expect him to ask for twenty carries or you know give you twenty carries. I just I think they know what they're getting. I, I realistically I think he doesn't get any more than ten carries a game this season, in my opinion. Really, I think he'll be used in more more or less goal line and short down distances and we'll get some first and second down work. I don't think he'll be on the field in any pass catching or third down scenarios. All right. Interesting take there, Jason. I mean, it's very realistic. I mean, from my perspective, you know, when you're trying not to be a homer, but also just trying to, you know, just report it all just to like talk about it. I just have a weird, I like, I think in my head, every time people speak about this situation, it just, I, what if he just has a breakout season like he did in 2007, 2008, like when he rushed for 2K? Obviously, that's not happening now, but, I mean, in his last three seasons, he's rushed for 1,898, almost 900, and then 604 with the Lions. Lions were not really a run-heavy team. So, with this scheme, I could easily see Adrian Peterson getting, like, 
five, six hundred range. At this point in the season, I would say optimistically no more than probably five to six hundred yards. Yeah, no best case that. scenario. I will say this is definitely one of his better opportunities uh, to have one of his better years that he's had in the past years with the Redskins and the Lions. You know, those teams really weren't that good. We got a pretty good cast around him, like we said, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and a couple, you know, other smaller names around the league, but good weapons. They can take some heat off of them. And as much as I was just talking smack about our offensive line, I don't think our offensive line is bad. I think we're bad at pass blocking. Yeah, We can run block all day. We can run the football on anybody, but we can't pass protect. But for Adrian Peterson's sake, we got a pretty good offensive line that he can run behind. And, man, it's freaking Adrian Peterson. Like, these guys are going to want to block for him. You know, these guys know he's older, but it's AP, man. He's he's, he's still all a, day. You know, he's, he's as I say, he's a legend. Bro. He, he's got those guys' respect. So, for those reasons, I think he can have success. I don't know, you know, if he's going to be breaking any records or nothing, but I think he can help us out for sure. Very tough matchup, too, Very. week one. Yeah, I was about to say, don't expect nothing from him for week one. Honestly, don't expect anything crazy for the Titans. I think we'll be able to adjust to life without Derek. Just don't expect it this week. Yeah. Kevin, I know we haven't heard from you for a while. Sorry about that. Uh, to answer, Like I answered your question earlier, uh, hopefully everybody got the gist of that. But to counter on, not counter, but to add on to Kevin's answer to it, the Titans' upcoming schedule is the Rams. Obviously, a really good run defense. Next game is the Saints. They have a decent... Another good run defense. Another good run defense. The Texans. Trash. I mean, trash. Then you have the Patriots who, you know, they're, they have a good defense in the secondary yeah. especially. Um, and then you have the Jaguars who are just trash. trash. Steelers, eh. Got rid of Melvin Ingram. Still got TJ Watt. Yeah, they um, got a pretty good run D. Yeah, they got a pretty good D. TJ Watt's going to be eating up whoever he's on. Over top of then you got yep. the Niners on Thursday night, December twenty third. They're da- they're good, but they're down this year. Yeah, they're not that good. Then you got the Dolphins and the Texans trash, to end out trash. the year. So optimistically, like we were saying four hundred to five hundred yards would be nice, and yeah, four or five wins would be nice too. So hey, Kevin, are you still there? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> what are your He's thoughts? He's dying to get these picks off. He is. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, Jason and I have, have gone back and forth on this for a while now. You know, he was saying we've run the ball 30 times, not because Tannehill's not that guy, but because Derek is that guy, which it, it's a little bit of both. Tannehill's not that guy, more, so we got to run the ball. For sure. yeah, Tannehill's not, guy, not that guy, so we got to run the ball 30 times. Because, yes, Derek is a beast. but And he also, you know, O-line's not, not all this, not all that. Well, they've had the league-leading rusher two years in a row, and it was mm-hmm. going to be three years in a row. Yep. So how bad is this offensive line? I just, I just don't think Tannehill's reliable – dropping back and passing and putting the game on his shoulders like it's going to be these next few weeks. I I cleared that up. I said, I took it back. I said, we have had a good, I said, we've had a good, we can run block. I mean, we do, we run the football well, but we cannot pass block. I mean, especially our tackles. I mean, 
the right tackle spot has been suspect all year. We've had some injuries and had to swap some guys in and out there. And Taylor Lewan, I mean, man, he's a good face of the franchise, but come on now, let's not – don't make me get into detail on dog. We all saw what happened. <laughs> it hasn't gotten much better, and it's week nine. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that we struggle to pass block. Oh, 100%. And on that note – we're not struggling with our picks this week in the NFL, boys. We're just not. We're all going to have a 5-0 and week. Am I right or wrong? You're right, boy. <laughs> I am most certainly right on that. Now, you know, we have, to, we have to go in order again, or we could do whatever, but I want to start with Kevin. Kevin's just a great tone setter when it comes to picks. Uh, hopefully, you agree with me, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, that's a huge compliment right there, Nick. I appreciate it. Boosting your confidence, son. Boosting it. For sure. Give it to us. And trust me, we'll save your crazy pick for last after everybody. So give us give us your five. Okay, okay. Uh, well, you know, I'll start off, since we're on the, the Titans subject, even just the absolute lock of the week, give me Rams money line over the Titans this week. That's easy. Set it, lock it, forget it. Um, it is minus three forty, so uh, that's that's a good bit of juice. Just throw it in a parlay. Just trust me, guys. That's the Thursday man. Um. So let me give me give me Rams over Titans easy. Um, and I made one of these picks before. When did the news about Rogers break? Yesterday, like yesterday. on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I made. I, I picked uh, Packers Chiefs over 54 and a half, mm. but with, with Rodgers out, I just don't know how many points the Packers score. But you know what? I'm a trooper. I'll ride with it. Um, give me over 54 and a half for Packers Chiefs. Um, touched another over, and that's Cardinals Niners over 46 and a half. That one set rather low. Um, it could be a 24-23 game, and that one hits. Not a lot of points. Um, I think I think the Chargers have a bounce-back week. They lost to the Patriots last week, right? Correct. I believe so. So I, I think they bounce back against the Eagles this week. Give me Chargers money line. And then for my last pick, um, Dax back on the field. Give me Cowboys over the Broncos, and all that parlayed together is plus nine oh three. So still good odds once you parlay those three together. But little hesitant now that the news broke about um, Rogers. I made I, I made these picks. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday afternoon before all the, the news, news broke. So well, Kevin, we'll I'm see. I'm giving you the option right now. You can keep that pick, obviously, but. Just for safety precautions for your for your mental health and well being, give us an alternate of that game of anything you want. An alternate, not an alternate spread or anything, but just like another type of pick out of that game. A different pick. Yeah. Mm, let's see. Uh, if I had to take a different pick, why not um, Mahomes one passing touchdown each half? That's okay. probably what I would throw in there. Okay. I like that. I like that. It's a good little pick there, Jay. I mean, uh, Kevin, excuse me. 
Mahomes has been struggling to find the end zone as as of late. He's due. Right. He's due. I thought that last week, and he absolutely just crapped the bed. So, can we agree that Mahomes like sold his soul to the devil, maybe? Or <laughs> uh, I just think that I mean, he's been in the league four years now. This is his fourth year. He's been at the top for a long time. When you're at the top, guys study on ways to figure out how to slow you down. And I just think that coaches have learned, you know, what he does like to do, what he doesn't like to do, what he doesn't do well. And I just think that people are just starting to catch up with him. Bring three, drop nine. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. Especially when three is getting there. He doesn't – I was going to say, same thing. He doesn't have any time to throw. If you can get pressure on the quarterback by rushing three or four – and just drop everybody back in zone, two safeties deep, can't get beat over the top, force him to make him – force him to want to go underneath, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to take check downs. He doesn't want to have a 10, 12-play drive. He wants to hit the big play, and it's costing him turnovers this year. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, Jason, give us your picks, bud. All right, so my first pick – uh they're coming off a bye. I think they'll be fresh. They got beat down the week before by the Bengals. Give me the Ravens versus the Vikings. I'm going to take them. I think the line was six or six and a half. I'm going to take a minus five and a half. Just play it safe in case the league's on some funky stuff. You know, two field goals. <laughs> uh, then my second pick, uh, I will take, I just mentioned their name, and I took them last week, and they burned me, so they better not do it again. <laughs> Give me the Bengals versus the Browns. I think they bounce back. Uh, Joe Burrow's a winner. I, th- I think that L will sit uh, not well with him, and he'll bounce back. And the Browns, I think they just got too much drama going on with Odell and Chubb and Kareem being hurt. So give me the Bengals money line. And then also going to copy Kevin Swag on this one. Uh, Chargers versus the Eagles, same thing. They just lost last week to the Patriots. I think they get right. Uh, Eagles, they got to win as well, but they're not playing Detroit this week, so I think they're uh, going to snap back to reality. My fourth pick, I'm going. It's a little bit frisky. I feel like the books might be trying to fool us, but I just I don't think that the 49ers are that good and they're favored at home. Give me the Redbirds. Give me the Cards as the dogs. I know Kyler was a little bit banged up, and DeAndre's a little bit banged up, but I'm just not sold, man. I just don't think Jimmy G can get it done against this solid team. Uh, I just give me the cards as the dogs. And then my last pick, uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Broncos. As Kevin mentioned, Dak is back. He's my fancy quarterback, and I think he's going to ball. The line was set at either 9.5 or 10.5, but I knocked it down. You know how I do with the alternates. Just a six and a half, just spot him a touchdown. So give me the Cowboys by a touchdown. Okay, good picks. I, I'm I'm sold on the Cowboys this week as well. But you know we got to get over to Bobby. You ready for your pick, Sonny? Oh yeah, I am also on this Broncos Cowboys game. I'm not picking the side. I'm picking it over forty nine and a half. I think these are one of those games that people think it may be too high. The Broncos aren't great at scoring the football, but I know the Cowboys are great at scoring the football, and I f- I'm feeling a little fourth-quarter uh, overhit 
with I think the, I think it goes into halftime like seven to seventeen, and people are thinking the over's done and toasted, and there'll probably be about twenty eight plus points scored in the second half. Mm-hmm. Here's my little rendition of Kev's crazy picks. I always hate take. I would always hate betting large like favorites in the NFL. So let me just flip reverse roles here and t- give me the Jags at home plus fourteen and a half against the Bills. <laughs> Whoa! Something yeah, about something about a lot of points in the NFL just gets me going. <laughs> I I want to get to one of my. I went against that rule against the Bengals and the Jets game. I hate taking large spreads. I took it anyways because the Bengals yep. were hot. Yep. And they lost outright. Something yep. about if you ever get double digit points in the NFL, I just feel like it's just the smarter move to take those points, man. Yep. Fade. Now going going down, I'm gonna go on another one that the other two have said. Charge but I'm actually taking charges minus two versus the Eagles. Um, the Eagles got to win. Like Jason said, this team is not the Detroit Lions are playing this week. This is the Los Angeles Chargers, and they have a lot better offense and a lot better defense than the Detroit Lions. For my fourth game, I'm going with a little Jason Haley fade. Give me the Vikings plus six. Okay. The Vikings have lost every game, I believe, by a field goal. They have not been blown out at all. I can't remember a game where they've been blown out this season. So for some reason, I feel like the Vikings have not lost by more than a touchdown this year. I mean, even like last-second losses. And for my final fifth and crazy little pick here, I've been saying it all year. We've been honestly saying it all year. Give me the dogs in prime time. Bears plus six against the Steelers on Monday night. The, the dogs, the plus money has been absolutely on fire in primetime. And I, I'm as much as I don't think that the Bears are, or the Bears can cover the six, it doesn't matter what I think. I'm all about metrics, baby. Give me the Bears plus six. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bobby's brain buster it's, pick of the week, sir. A, Woo! This man had some frisky ones this week. I respect it. I do. Love it. Love it. I also just want to throw in a quick side note, not so much more a comment or a debate, but just kind of in reference to Jarquin saying don't touch a lot of points in the NFL and uh, want to talk about some bad beats. I don't know if anybody else paid the piper this weekend on the Rams minus 16 and a half, but can we talk about the tomfoolery that took place in the fourth quarter of that game? The Rams are winning 38 to zero people. They're shutting them out on their own field. 38 points, 38 nothing. Someone please explain to me how you give up 22 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. And will I say, will I also add they're down 38. They score a touchdown, only kick the extra point. Second one, score a touchdown, kick the extra point. 38-14. They're gonna go for two. Down 16 <laughs> with four minutes left just to get it, just to screw yeah, the spread. It's 16 that's, flat on 16 and a half. That's a fishy one, dude. I call shenanigans. Yeah. I call shenanigans. I believe that one. That's, that was a wow. super fishy one. That is that fishy. One I didn't even know that. All over oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have wow. one word to describe when I saw that. Two, I was like, no way. I'm pretty sure Philly did it. 
They last did. Year. They did. They, they did it this year. When they were like down 10, they had no purpose on going for ten, two. They yeah. get the two and cover last second. I was like, yep. Sounds about right. It's one word that describes that, Jason Haley, and that is Vegas. Yeah, you ain't. Called rigging. That's you called ain't. point shaving and or point adding. Yeah, you know, I think that also went down to something I mentioned in our group chat, but somebody put $1,000 on Mike White to lead the AFC <laughs> in passing yards. That dude should be thrown in jail. What? He is a sick pervert who should be thrown in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who, who in their right mind puts $1,000 on that without having insider info? He yeah he. Am did. I right, boys, or am I right? No, you're 1, right. One thousand percent. Because you know what makes it even more fishier? He went to a small market sport book to place that bet. Really? Mm. Vegas high upper, in my opinion. Yeah. Where did Mike White even come from? What school? <laughs> Western Kentucky, to? baby, tops on top. Yeah, West. You're lying. I, I swear. I swear to God. Oh, that makes me sick to my Conference stomach. Conference USA champion, baby. Oh, Girl, that makes off me Mike sick White to like my that. stomach. Oh, How dare you? He was slinging <laughs> it. He was slinging it at Western. Get off, get off oh, Mike White like that, bro. Oh. You okay over there, Kevin? Oh, I don't like that one bit. <laughs> I do not like that one bit. It was a freaking Bowling Green pill popper. Who whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I took that too far. <laughs> Listen, we talked about touchdown Jesus a little bit. We didn't go that far. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, but, yeah, you're right. That guy needs to be investigated by far by the FBI, the HOA, <laughs> whatever you got, whatever acronym is involved with that. He has to be investigated. I call shenanigans 1,000%. <laughs> well, on those shenanigans, let's get over to my NFL picks of the week. My first NFL pick of the week, I was really hoping the Cowboys' money line would be something not in the ballpark of Kevin's lines, but <laughs> it is definitely in Kevin's lines. So I'm not ragging on Kevin at all. Not at all. He just makes a good example for these lines. I'm sorry. Don't, don't take it to heart. Kevin's my guy. I'm going to take the Cowboys on the spread here, minus nine and a half. My next pick I'm going to take is interesting. This Panthers game and the Patriots game. If McCaffrey's back, I like the Panthers on the money line. If he's not back, ooh, buddy, oh, boy. I'm just going to skip that game. That's just two. I, I'm trying to go 5-0 and o this week, boys and girls. Mm. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons plus six and a half away in New Orleans. Risky. Very risky. Next game I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm on the money line for the Raiders. I think they can do it. If you've been watching this Raiders press conference, every time Derek Carr has stepped to the podium, might as well just run for president. This man's such a politician with his words. He seems to be in the right headspace. Me and Alex were talking before the podcast, and uh, he had the decision to start Carson Wentz tonight and Thursday, or I think start... I'm already regretting my decision. Exactly. I told him to go with Carr. Jason told him to go with Carr. Kevin, where, were... Even said Carr. where were you at on that, I Kevin? I faded the group. Ah, Bobby and faded it's... the group. The thing about the Jets is their defense is so bad, you can just run all over them. And they usually don't put up points to make it a competitive game, so the teams can just keep running it. Carson Wentz may end the game with, like, 18 passing attempts this game. But you do realize that primetime games, like the team that's plus money always majority of the time covers. 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll not see. Not always. It's early. Maybe a majority, but it's not every game. That's true. It's the Jets. Anyways, the Jets. my next pick of the week, I'm scared about this Eagles-Chargers game. I like the over, but all, mm, this is, uh, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. Yada, yada, yada. George. Uh, <laughs> George. Um, what do you guys like on this play here? I'm looking at this money line at minus 130 for the Chargers. Then the Eagles, the only reason why I'm scared is I feel like Jalen Hurts is about to have a big rushing game. Uh, I mean, he runs all over everybody, and they still don't do very well. So okay. I, I wouldn't be tripping about that too hard. Uh, yeah. Well, then in that case, I'm taking the money line of the Chargers because this is just a premium price, if that's the case. My next pick of the week will be, this will be my fourth pick, I am on the Arizona Cardinals money line. Plus money. I'm with you guys. San Francisco is, they're just not it. They really aren't. I think they got lucky last week versus the Bears. I mean, Jimmy G scored a rushing touchdown. When when do you say, I guess the pigs were flying last week. I don't know. Um, And then my last pick of the week. There are only two games left on on the afternoon slot. It's both primetime games. The L.A. Rams are hosting the two-tone blue Tennessee Titans. Rams. Go to the ATM, withdraw all your money, put it on the Rams. Listen, I was hoping to say my pick before Kevin did because (laughs) I don't want to fade Kevin. I really, like, truthfully, Kevin, listen, look look at me in in the camera right now. I don't mean to look at me. I love you, buddy. I really don't mean to do this to you. I am taking the Titans money line plus two seventy. You're drinking the Kool Aid, man. You're That's drinking all the Kool Aid hard. Seven and a half is pushing it. If we win against the Rams without Derrick Henry, we're winning the Super Bowl. I don't care. Uh, uh, did you did you fall and hit your head this morning? You've lost it, dude. Well, I did. <laughs> I, I did actually fall off of my bed this morning because I had to you know, put an exam in before 11 a.m. I did wake up at 6.30-ish, slept in this morning. Um, <laughs> I know some people are like, 6.30, you're sleeping in? I mean, yeah, I know. It's pretty late for me. Um, yeah, I had to go fill out an exam. That's besides the point, and I did hit my head on the door frame. So, yeah, Kevin, I might be drinking some Kool-Aid. But I have to say that Kool Aid tastes pretty good right now. It sure does. It's especially very, in two tone blue, baby. It sure does. I, you know, do you guys remember on Wednesday practices for football? We would go in. Uh, yeah, Jason. Do you remember? Not Jason. Yeah, I didn't Jason. think so. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, you guys remember when we go Wednesdays after football practice, and we would be head to the weight room every Wednesday practice for some weird reason. And all those moms would be behind those white tables, just the foldables, all these plates of wonderful banana bread. Man, there were like six different kinds of banana bread. And then we had the the what what they what they call that that Gatorade, the mixture of Gatorade. Kevin, do you know? Swamp water. Swamp water. Thank you. It was like a, a like a charcoalish green. It was like purple, purple and uh, blue flavors mixed together. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man, it was having that ice cold swamp water with some banana bread. Oh, talk about absolute fire! And put a little bit of powdered sugar on it. 
Then you go in. Then you go into just. You go into absolute hell in the weight room. Like, why did we eat this before? This doesn't help. This just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> the glory days. The glory days. Bobby the technician is what he was called. Apparently, I don't know who said that. I guess Rector. Yeah, Coach Rector said I had the best uh, offensive line skills on the team. No big deal. Yeah, you're lucky. Must have been a little thin on the roster. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to let y'all know, just let you know the state of the offensive line. I was one of the, I was one of the better ones on the team. So, uh, that, 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 that frames out the whole the whole season we had that year. My senior year. That is funny. <laughs> a little thin on the roster. Screw you, Kev. <laughs> oh man, he walked right into it. And all I know. It. I know. And he did say it though. Also, another little side funny thing, when he first came in and he saw me benching, my max bench was like, it wasn't anything to brag about or anything. It was maybe 200, maybe 210. And he comes in and he was just, I was like, I was doing like my little 50% or 60%. And he said, like, what grade are you in? And he said, I'm a senior. And he said, you're a senior? He's like, you're benching that, like, in the good position, like offensive line. I was like, he was like, oh, son, you got to be benching way more than that. He's like, what's your max? I was like, like two, 210. He was just like, oh. We need that to go up. And I was like, I'm, this is the first time I met the guy, and he's just bragging on me. I'm like, well, I'm the best you got, coach. <laughs> yeah, when he first walked in the weight room, we're all working out, and I was like, I guess this is our new coach. And I'm over there with the dumbbells. I'm doing, like, dumbbell bench or something. And I had a knee brace. I don't know if you remember this, Alex. I tweaked my knee pretty bad. And uh, he walked up, and he goes, you know, son, you all right? I was like, yeah, I just had a little tweaked knee. No big deal. He goes, you'll be ready by by, by football season? I'm like, yes, sir. And he asked me what position, but I was like, Inside linebacker and fullback, he goes, oh, dear, we're going to have to change that. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I was like, all right. First day, first introducing himself, like, oh, God, this is the guy we got to deal with. <laughs> I was like, am I like, I was questioning my own abilities. I was like, wait a minute. Why am I playing football? Why am I listed as like an H-back fullback? Why was I listed as an inside linebacker? Like, do I need to lose like 20 pounds to play safety or something? Like, even then, I'm still going to get hawked. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> Do I need to be playing kicker? Like, I feel like I, I miss my calling at punter or kicker. I, but yeah, Hagee was there, so I was like, well, I mean, you can't. I miss my calling in the jungle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Picking out playlists before the games. <laughs> but that man was ruthless. Hey, but you know what? They got a winning season. They're headed to the playoffs. Good for them. Well, those are my five picks. Those are everybody's five picks. Before we get into the NFP 1K parlay, we got to get Kevin's crazy pick of the NFL. Oof, that's tough. Um, Is anything really crazy in the NFL? Oh, yeah. The, I feel like the Packers could win this week. I feel like yeah, the Titans could win this week. Line is pretty crazy. And Titans and Packers money line would be the craziest picks of the week for sure. Chicago money I, I don't line. I know if Kev wants to put his name next to it, but. I got three words for you guys. Any given Sunday. How dare you take that back? <laughs> if if I did have to go to something just absolutely crazy, it it probably be it probably be one of two things. It'd be Bears money line. Mm. As crazy as that sounds. No, I like it. Or it'd be um I just had it, where was it? Uh, it'd be Eagles over the Chargers. I'd fade one of my other picks. Um, 
He was doing there, folks. He's covering both of his bases. Mm-hmm. Covering both his bases. It's pretty genius. It's pretty genius. It's like <laughs> evil genius, honestly. But ingenious, if I might say so myself. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so either I'll just to avoid Jason giving me a hard time. I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> crazy pick would probably be Bears money line. All right. All Fair right. Enough. He's right, folks. He would never hear the end of it. now that we have that crazy pick from kevin we're gonna take a quick short break and we'll be back with the nfp 1k parlay and folks we're back after all these great picks we've had the whole entire show it's time to get to the nfp 1k parlay folks boys are we ready to finally hit a 1k parlay this week I thought last week was the week, but I'm guessing it's this week. Yeah, we all came to a group decision. We're no longer taking the Detroit Lions ever again. That was so (laughs) dumb of us. I'm sorry. As a whole, we are all sorry. (laughs) Yeah, gambling hindsight is like (laughs) 30-30. Should not have done that. It'll Mm -hmm. never happen again, I promise. So, boys, let's get into the slate here. Obviously, we're not taking the Thursday night game. (laughs) Um, We're going to be taking the Sunday games, obviously. We'll start off with the Texans and the Dolphins. Kevin, what do we like here? What a a yucky game to start out with. Yeah. Uh, I saw the set at like 46. Here, I'll do the icebreaker here. I like the Houston Texans plus 200 this week. Really? I do. I think this Miami team is starting to fall apart. They really are. I think they're finally finding themselves. Really? <laughs> yeah. We are on the complete opposites of the spectrum here, Mr. Mister Bobby. Yeah, I, I honestly think this – I mean, obviously they're, they still have only won one game, but they played the Bills last week. Of course they weren't going to win that game. They lost to the Jags in a heartbreaker, and they lost to the Falcons in a heartbreaker. As much as people like to rag on Tua, he's been playing pretty well. So, and honestly, if there's any team worse than the Dolphins right now, it's it's the Texans. I think the Texans are the worst team in the NFL right now, besides the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I I, 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 I am not going to vote on taking the Texans money line. <laughs> yeah. I've learned my lesson. Yeah, I, I veto the Texans money line pick for this game. That is the first one. We are not going to start it on a bus. <laughs> so I'm going fins as well. Okay, so fins. Are we just taking money line. Or are we taking the spread at five and a half. Money line, no funny business. Okay, I like that a lot. Cowboys versus the Broncos, minus four twenty on the money line, minus nine and a half on the spread. Cowboys. Yeah, I mean definitely the Cowboys. We just got to figure out the right price. Do we want to go an alternate spread here, fellas? I mean that minus six minus six and a half was one of my picks, so I feel comfortable about spotting a touchdown. But honestly, I mean nine and a half is not too crazy of a, a hook either. It's ten points, touchdown, and a field goal. No push, no ten and a half. So nine and a half ain't crazy. You know Broncos what? Defense could keep it close, but they did just lose their best defensive player. Yep. Oh, you do make a good point there. Kevin, you're the Cowboys expert here. You're the fan. Tell us. <laughs> Cowboys Nation forever. Yeah, I'd, I'd, obviously I'd feel more comfortable with maybe a 
a minus six and a half. Or yeah, I'll, I also too. normally parlay a, a good group of favorites minus two and a half, but minus six and a half be a better price. Yep, I got it at minus five and a half with one eighty five. I feel like it's a good value there. Um, the next game we have is the Ravens versus the Vikings. Plus two fifteen on the money line for the Vikings. Minus two fifty five for the Ravens. Ravens have been playing great as of recently. And the Vikings, like Alex has said, they play a lot of games really tight. So the spread is plus six, minus six, over under is forty nine and a half. What do we like here, fellas? I mean, I feel good about points, but also if y'all don't want to, I mean, if Jared's feeling skeptical about it being tight, uh, I guess we could just go money line. But Lamar coming off a bye, Ravens coming off a bye, freaking Vikings just lost a heartbreaker late to a freaking second string QB. I think the Ravens could cover. Alex, I guess you're on the Ravens? No, I am on the Vikings. I picked the Vikings plus six for my picks. Um, looking back on it, I, it's going to be a super. It's going to be a super close one. I feel like the Ravens could honestly win by anywhere from a range of four to seven points in this one. So I don't know. Maybe getting like Ravens minus two and a half. But honestly, I feel like the Vikings, for the every reason for what Jason said, the Ravens are going to win. I feel like you can just flip it and say the Vikings are due to get this to cash this win in. See, that's what I'm thinking. They're plus 215 on the money line. I'm looking at the slate this week. There's like four or five games that have plus 200 money lines. One of those is bound to hit, and I think you're on the money with this one with plus 215. Boys, they couldn't take down Cooper Rush. You think they can take Mar Jackson? Two different. make. It could be clear that that's what you're saying to the public. Yes, 100%. Yes. I'm not saying that they can win. I can say they can cover six, though. I think they're going to win. Jason. Kevin. Yeah, we'll put them down. Put them down plus six, then. All right, yeah, plus six. Next Let game, Patriots it, and the Panthers. His name is not on this. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known this is against my will. Yeah. Next game is Patriots and the Panthers. If McCaffrey is playing, then this is a good price at plus 160. But from what it sounds like, he's prepared to play, but probably going to be a game-time decision. So, I wouldn't even I, – I don't even trust McCaffrey coming back with Darnold the way he's been playing. Yeah. You know, he is, he is the league's worst starting quarterback in passing accuracy in every level of passing, whether it be behind the line of scrimmage, short, intermediate, and deep. He is the league's – I want to, what is it, league's leading worst or just league's worst yep. and and completion percentage in all those areas of the game. Hey, do us game. do us all a favor, Alex. Just refer to him as that number 14 guy, okay? Yeah. I know y'all don't want to be on the Panthers on this one, so it's, got, it's Patriots. Maybe yeah. make it one and a half or something. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. Whatever form y'all want to take it. No way in hell I will touch the Panthers. Any form of key should not be spoken of. Will not be anywhere near my fingertips. Uh, freaking, I will say, though, I do think that McCaffrey, he might be back, but from what I've been reading, he's either not going to be back till next week, or if he's back, he will be back very limited this week. So I don't think he plays a huge factor this week. You're better than that. Yeah, you're better than that. You are so right. You are better than that because this next game is a lot better than what we're thinking. We are looking at the Buffalo Bills and the Jags. Alex is on this big spread, 
plus 14 and a half. Really? 14 and a half? That's what you're on? Last week, the Bills were minus 15 and a half, and the Dolphins, by God, covered by that half. Okay. The Dolphins lost by exactly 15, and they covered by that half. Am I saying it's going to be a repeat? I'm not too sure, but it is at home. That's a little advantage for the Jags, and my name will not be next to any more more than 10 longer odds in, in, in the NFL, man. But yep. the Bills would be the team to come out and spank the Jags. So yeah. maybe you want to pick something else on this game besides the spread. Yep. Well, I was just going to say this is why, you know, I get clowned on for it. But, you know, the alternate guy, when the rest of the public doesn't cash, he cashes. Last week, Jay Heasy on the Bills, minus nine and a half. Oh, oh, the alternate cash is crazy. Oh, the, the regular line just landed right on the line, but it missed. That's crazy. But uh, beside that point, freaking, that's what I was going to say, Jarg. You said you didn't want your name attached more than 10 points. Uh, and that's what I think. I say we take an alternate nine and a half. It's probably like right at minus 200. I'm not looking at my line right now. Maybe minus 210. Yep. Fact confirmed. Check. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling Bill's 10 points. Well... And, and sorry to interrupt, Nick. I'm no. just going to say I have him in fantasy. James Robinson has not practiced all week. So. Yeah, it's looking like he's not going to play. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to agree with you guys there, but also what about an alternate over 42.5? Currently looking at 195, which is very odd. What's the starting over-under? The starting over-under is 48.5. I don't know. Just, I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to move the football that well without yeah. and and I don't know if Buffalo can score forty-two on their own or thirty-five on their own. Okay, I mean, they can. They can definitely do that. James, I'm not worried about the Buffalo. They can, but one. will they? You know, freaking yeah. they can win thirty-five-three, and that doesn't cover. Yep. Like freaking, the Jags scored one touchdown last week, and got, James Robinson got hurt on the second drive, I believe. And they scored seven points the whole game, and it came in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. You know what? You know what I've noticed on those like alternate overs, like making it go to lower. I feel like so many times when I've done that, it's such a low-scoring game that it's just like, why don't we just go the opposite way and take the under? True. And I feel like every single time I've made it go down like ten points, man. It's like, oh, it's ten to seven game, and. No one hit on the over, and just the under was just to play that game. Interesting. I think, I think Jason brought up a good point about them not being able to score with James Robinson being out. Yep. So shall we choose the under then? Let's well, make it. Say, <laughs> right, and as accurate as Dorkwin is, I don't disagree with what he said, but simply life that you do short to bet the under, man. Exactly. Yeah, you're uh, right. Are we really going to bet the under? I'm not saying – I feel what he's saying. I mean, because I sometimes I do the same thing. You take, like, an alternate over, and it still doesn't hit. So it's like, well, why didn't I just bump up the under? But then I think what I just said, like, I'm not betting under. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what are you thinking here? You think the under – I mean, I feel like I got to lose a little water weight. I got to sweat it out on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't take unders, and I was keeping my mouth shut on this one because I like 
I like the regular over. I definitely like an alternate over 42 and a half. All right, let's do it. You guys All right. like that? If, let's lock it in. If we don't want to touch the line, let's at least take it over. Oh, my goodness. I feel like we're missing out on the line, but that's okay. I feel like we got to gotta sweat a little. I'm telling you guys, we're – we're a little we bloated. A little we're, we're a little bloated right now for some re- weird reason. We gotta sweat it out. By the way, when, since we're on this game of the Jaguars and the Bills, the Jags costed us on the coin last week. It was only we imminent it. for yep. the first game to just not one the first one. game. No, no, no. It's it's two two and one. Two and one. Yeah. So it still has a winning record. It's still usable. All right, boys, you ready for the next game? Oh yeah, let's do this thing. Bengals and the Browns. Where are we, where are we headed here? Bengals money line. Yeah. yeah. Bengals at home, right? Yes. Yeah. Kevin. Uh, What's uh, that uh, for? If I'm outnumbered on this one, you know, I just won't have my name tied to it. But I like the over on this one. Forty-seven. Yeah. Is Baker back? Yes. Yeah, but no Odell, Nick Chubb limited, no Kareem Hunt. Still got Dearness Johnson. I don't care anybody says. They only got like five touches the last game. That's because Baker is in the wrong headspace. They got to put Case Keenum back in there for Dearness Johnson to pop off. It's it's just it's just sucks, man. Like this whole Odell situation. I just it's not a good look on the Browns organization, and it's not a good look on on the whole the team. I'm. I think the team is going back to being the Browns again. They're kind of spiraling. They kind of, everyone thought that they're this powerhouse team after they almost after they got up fourteen zero in the Chiefs. Everyone thought the Browns were here, but they people seem to forget that they lost that game. Yep. And might I add, they went for two on the opening kickoff, or the opening <laughs> touchdown, which made them cover in the end of the game. Spooky man. Spooky. I don't like the Browns. Give me the Bengals money line. Bengals indeed. Kevin, your name will not be attached. We got you. <laughs> We're putting your name on it, Kevin. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Next oh, game man. is the Falcons and the Saints. Plus two forty for the Falcons. Minus two ninety five for the Saints. Plus six and a half. Minus six and a half on the spread. Over under is forty two. Saints. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling Saints in this one. Kevin? Saints, some way, somehow. All right, I, I guess just, I won't I have know. my name tied to this one. I'm picking the Falcons money line. <laughs> yeah. That's Falcons just me. Well, why don't we just go Saints money line to play it safe? Minus, what was it, minus 250? 295. 295. That's okay. I mean, it, it's a big parlay. Just throw it in. Yeah. Because it is, it is a divisional matchup, so it'll probably be tight. We're on the Raiders this week as a whole, right? They play the Giants. Yeah. So, Kevin, give me the number one team in the AFC West. I guess go. I mean, yeah, I guess go the Raiders, but I'm telling you, I watched this be a trap game. Kevin, yeah, I can. I get where Jason's coming from, but also here out in Jargon, I just how can I take the Giants with with any sort of confidence whatsoever? Bingo! All right, the Chargers and the Eagles. We're on the Chargers, right? Yeah. Okay. Next game's the Packers and the Chiefs. What are we feeling here? I mean, no Rodgers, no win for the Packers. Am I right? Nope. I am on the Packers this week on the money line. Well, you, sir, an absolute <laughs> madman who does not like to make a lot of money. Well, I'm out to win money. That's all I'm saying. Listen, the headlines after this game is going to be 
is Mahomes the it guy anymore? That's what's going to be in Kansas City. The headlines in Green Bay are going to be, is Aaron Rodgers still the quarterback for Green Bay? It's going to be all a rendition of the of the the draft again. Bryce Love is the future of Green Bay. That's I mean, if he comes out and balls out, that'll be one very interesting situation for this Rodgers and Packers thing moving forward, and be just an just an absolute just Packers look like a, such geniuses. I'm like, yeah, we know how to pick quarterbacks. Well, just because Aaron Rodgers is going to be out this week doesn't mean they don't still don't have Aaron Jones. I mean, that means and Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams is back. Lazard is back. Been playing. Uh, very very well yeah so i mean the line has changed from six and a half to seven and a half so take it for what you may but i like the spread here also really like the money line i'm telling you one of these plus 200 money lines is hitting this week i don't think it's the packers though we can tell me when the next one's coming up i know where you're headed with this yeah but what are we on this this game we take in the packers plus seven and a half on the spread because the chiefs have just been like Jason says, abysmal. What are we feeling? Is this the coin flip one? Because you know what? What are you feeling, Kev? What, what, if we're 50 50 on it, we can coin flip it. You want to coin I, flip? I think the Chiefs get it done. I think the Chiefs win. Uh oh. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I mean, I would say the Chiefs. Alex? You're, I'm not. No, no Rodgers, no win. But, I agree. What about the spread, though? No Rodgers, no win, no cover. I asked you, no Isn't cover. That Arrowhead too. Yeah. Yep. So we're taking Chiefs money lines. What it sounds like. We're going Chiefs, baby. We're okay. going Chiefs. Next game is the Cardinals versus the Niners. Rapid fire here, fellas. What are we feeling? Cards, plus cards. Money. You only get so many chances to get them plus money. Maybe yeah. they do lose, but Kevin. The only time they've been dogs, they they cash. So cards. All right, cards indeed. Next game is the Monday night game with the Bears and the Steelers. I know I'm skipping a game, saving it for the hometown crew here. Bears and the Steelers. This is another plus 200 one, Alex. I mean, we can take the plus six and be safe. <laughs> he doesn't want to take the money line just yet. <laughs> I, 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 I do not like this Bears team at all. I'm surprised they... They won last week, right? Yeah. I, I I don't know how they have was it four wins? I don't know how they're four and four. Justin Fields man, alone. It's I don't know, man. This team just looks so bad when you watch them. But the Steelers have also looked suspect sometimes in games. So that's why I think the Bears plus six is such a good pick. Or we can go the under on it because both these defenses are very good. The under is at forty. I like it. I don't think the I don't think either of these teams put up more than 20, in my, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Hey, if they don't have a – hang on one second. Didn't Boswell get hurt? He got, like, wrecked last week, and they had to go for, like, two every time in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, I think he did get banged up. He so, didn't the bag. I don't know. Well, I don't know what his status is. I guess we'll have a backup practice squad kicker in, I guess. I don't know. We'll have to call Kevin in to kick for him. <laughs> Kevin's got a boo, bro. What you mean? He didn't kick off for us. Kevin, do you remember that? I think it was after or before practice. Like, sometimes the lineman would kick field goals. Uh, I don't remember that, honestly. Yeah, I remember Hagee. It was it was Cruz that was kicking field goals after practice. 
And it was me, you, Ollie, and Salas. Salas, thank you. He doesn't play bass. Not bombs. Oh, played it. He played a guitar. Don't do this. Yeah, I've seen I've seen pictures of him playing bass. I think. Anyways, shreds a guitar. He does shred. Anyways, after practice, like we would kick field goals, and I remember Ollie toe poked one of it. And hit Coach Dooling like in, in the back. Oh man, that was funny. That was so funny. Oh my god, that was hilarious. But back to the picks here. Sorry. So we're on the under for the Bears and the and the Steelers. No, 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 no. No, I no. I do not agree to that. Wait, okay. what? It said at forty points. Yes. And you're gonna take the under, Jarquin? What? Kevin, I just took a college under at thirty-seven. Call me crazy. NFL's different. Oh my god! Vegas Army Air Force. That was Army Air Force. The under you took. You're comparing that to the Bears and Steelers. <laughs> Have you 40? seen a single snap of this Bears offense play? Justin Fields, dude. Justin Fields. Truthfully, have you seen a Big a snap? Ben? Truth, Kevin. Can you be truthful? You know what? Answer the question if you've seen a single snap. It's yes, not pretty. It's oh, not pretty. There's money line. Why are we gonna take an under? Hang on, boys. Hang on. I oh. y'all want my picks? I'm I'm, I'm getting out. Right? I I want. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you want my opinion? I'm here. <laughs> I'm giving my opinion. Y'all just crapping all over. You're saying I'm wrong. Since we're so divided on this pick, ladies and gentlemen, can I get a drum roll, please? Somebody out of somebody. Back. Can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> Yes, indeed, folks. The two-in-one coin is back, and it is a wonderful, and God we trust, bronze penny with the good old Abraham Lincoln on it. 2020. It's copper. copper. It's what? It's a bronze color. I might be colorblind. Yeah, it's bronze color, but yes, it is It is copper for sure. Um, <laughs> United States of America, great country that we live in. Um, it is a one cent penny and the heads will be the bears and the tails with the crest on it will be the Steelers. And we have it landed on my computer. Doesn't count. <laughs> what was it? Was it heads and tails? You can't live it twice. <laughs> You're such a sick, sick man. I said, well, that would not count no, because it no, no, on computer. No, 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 no. Listen to me. When I flicked it, you know the little the like. The will never know. <laughs> you know the little like when you open up the lid of the laptop and it's like, it's in like the, the L shape. It landed like up, like laying on it. That's why like it didn't count. It didn't land flat. So, Which face did you see? I, I it was too far away. Um, I'm flipping again. Here we go. <laughs> and we have oh, it hit the floor. All right, let me get it. It hit the floor, ladies and gentlemen. It is the crest again. So the 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 coin is telling us it was the Steelers. All right, Steelers money line. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Two coin flips, and we can't even remember. I, it's been no, a, no clue which side was which, by the way. <laughs> Did we establish? Oh I don't think we ever established. Did we not? Put, Hang on. Put the, put the coin flip aside. My goodness. You just go to yeah, Steelers, Steelers, bro. The Bears suck. <laughs> In the last game, oh, even though it's on a Sunday night, the last game, folks. Well, we already know who we're all picking. Stop it. 
The Tennessee Titans versus the L.A. Rams. Ten and a half. Oh, my. Alternate spread Jason over here. He, In Jay- favor boys. Okay, I like it. At least he's picking the two Hey, we boys. can still win, and they can cover people. You're still right. Titans. Bobby, and you're... In yourself on camera here. I wasn't gonna say it, but go ahead. I mean, I could. Uh, I can never live with myself saying the uh, not the Titans and the Titans pulling out a dub. I would just hate my life for the rest of the remainder of the football season. I couldn't imagine saying that the Titans were gonna lose to the Bills on and have it recorded and say it out loud to the public. I couldn't imagine being one of those guys who did that. <laughs> me. That did happen. It did happen. I might be throwing a little shade to the host and Jason over here. Um, and I hope that so was with all that being said, um, I think Rams money line is probably the play. Ooh. But like I said, plus the plus spreads have been cash fairly amount. I'd say around 60 to 70%. I like those odds. Give me the Titans plus seven and a half or whatever crazy alternate spread Jason wants. Okay. Well, <laughs> Freaking crazy. Let me you let got, me preface you this. A bit, boys. You do have to gamble a little bit. Let me preface this. Alex and I both were recording a podcast back in July when Julio signed for the Titans. We gave our season predictions. I believe I went twelve and five for the predictions, and Alex, I listened back to it. He said he went fourteen and three, which is still alive. It's alive, baby. It's alive. And this week he picked the Rams. To, to win, and then I picked the Titans to win. This is back in July. So, I'm going to stay, I'm, I'm a man of my word. Plus 270, even without Derrick Henry. And I'm just, coin flip is going to confirm this. Heads is Titans, tails is, tails is the, the, the Rams. Uh, um, the Titans the are still, the, the coin said tails. But the Titans are still winning, okay? It's probably the smarter decision yeah that, i don't care it's like the i'm not here to be smart i'm here to bet with the heart it's yep. never wrong it's never led me astray i'm living and dying by adrian peterson to rush for 250 yards on sunday getting 28 carries and three touchdowns this is going to be a vintage adrian no i'm just kidding i am completely joking not happening but the titans are going to win by a field goal so that is my actual real prediction. The Titans are going to win by a field goal because I have no other option. Um, but, yeah, that's what we're going with, folks. And if you parlay all this together, wow. You put a dollar on it, you win 200 because we took a lot of heavy favorites this week. That's okay. A dollar to win 287 is not bad. No 1K this week, but, hey, at least some cash will be made. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining into the Nick Frazier podcast. We always enjoy putting out content for everybody to listen, make some extra side cash here or there. If you want to know more about the Nick Frazier podcast or just want to listen, you can go to Spotify, Apple Podcast. Recently just got on Google Podcast. Didn't know Google had podcast platform. They do. Go check us out over there. Also, if you want to know more about the Nick Frazier podcast in between episodes, Go check us out on Instagram at the Nick Frazier Podcast. Get exclusive content that's not put on podcast episodes. Would greatly appreciate it. If you like this podcast, please rate it five stars, subscribe, automatic downloads, anything. Greatly appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Again, thank you so much and peace.